Hello, storygoers. This episode is going to be a little bit different. Our good friends over at the First Encounter podcast asked us to do an episode for their feed. And we liked it so much that we actually wanted to make sure to share it with you guys uh, in case you missed it. Yeah, we're really proud of how this one turned out. Eric did a wonderful job with the script. It ended up being like a really fun episode to record with all the silly voices and, and got to be a little fun with the story. We hope you all enjoy it. And if you do, please let us know your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell your friends and share the podcast. Thank you so much and enjoy, enjoy the, episode. the episode. Hi, and welcome to a special episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I am your other co-host, Ryan Bauer. And we are coming to you today uh, for the First Encounter podcast as a, a cover for their January episode, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We really appreciate uh, Chris and Haney for letting us come and do an episode for them this month. It's uh, an honor. We love the podcast. They're great guys. They're fantastic. So when they asked us to do this, we were 100% in. So we appreciate this. But for today's episode, we are going to be covering a game that they asked us to cover. They gave us four games. We picked this one. We thought this would be the best fit. Uh, and that is... Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. Right. Do you have any memories of Oddworld Abe's Odyssey? No. So Oddworld is this is this kind of gaming thing, this this set series of games that's always gone on kind of in the background of it came I mean, we'll talk about it, but this one came out in like nineteen ninety-seven. So right when I was like just starting to get into video games and it's persisted for through the through the aughts and they're making a new one right now. But it's a game that I've has always been in the periphery, but I've never it's never been my style. It's never been my thing. But what about you? Yeah, no, I, I'm the same way. I, I was a big Nintendo boy in 1997, so unless it was on there, I probably never would have saw it. And I remember seeing Oddworld being in like magazines and stuff, or like going to EB Games, which is an old sentence, and <laughs> and seeing pictures of Oddworld and just thinking that is not for me. The the aesthetic, the way that the main character looked, I just it did jive with me. I wasn't about it. Um, so I've never played any of the Oddworlds. I know there's many now, um, but I've never played any of them. So. I thought this is a great opportunity for us to see this game for what it is, kind of digest the story and see what we think. Maybe we missed out all those years ago by not giving it a chance. We don't know. But yeah, no, this is, it's, it's cool. This is a great opportunity. But before we jump into this, this story, uh, we have some background information and background influences we want to talk about. So, uh, Ryan, you want to start us off? Yeah, one of the things we like to do before we jump into a story is just give you guys some context of when this came out in the world, who made it, and what the writers behind it were kind of thinking, um, because I think that context of knowing what the writers were thinking and what the world they were in kind of helps shape the game in a yeah. really interesting way. Um, so this game, the first game, Oddworld's Abe's Odyssey came out in September 18th in 1997. It was developed by Oddworld Inhabitants, and it was published by GT Interactive Software. It was written, or one of the one of the main heads of this, um, as we often talk about in older games, they usually don't have bring a writer on, somebody on the team just kind of writes the story. So um, one of the biggest writers, one of the biggest influences in this game was someone named Lauren Lanning, and they have been a part of all the Oddworld series, all of the Oddworld series, and... Um, Anytime I was looking for influences on this game, he was the person I found talking, or he was in an interview with him. So that's kind of why his name jumped out at me. There are other wonderful people who worked on this game, but that was who I focused on. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Oddworld is Lauren Lanning's baby. Yeah, I think he's the mm-hmm. one. Or they're the one that really cultivated this game and all the games, really. So, um, but yeah, actually, is it, do you mind if I jump into the influences for the game? Please do, please do. So Oddworld, the Oddworld games uh, speak directly to how 
odd our actual real world can be, uh, both the good side and the bad side. It's always been inspired by like, our history and the uh, contemporary state of the dark side of globalization. So Abe is the main character in the story. Abe is a, a true representation of like the, every person, regardless of age, color, gender, or sexual or political preferences. Abe is someone who just goes about their life. He's very blind to everything that's going on around him, but then awakens to a deeper and a kind of uncomfortable reality. It becomes a challenge to change that reality in some way, shape, or form. Um, he doesn't want to be a hero, but sometimes greatness is thrusted upon you. Sometimes you're born with greatness, sometimes it's thrown at you, and it was thrown at Abe in the story. Um, so for a greater purpose comes a greater good. So, But because of all that, it gets into a lot of trouble. And we see that a lot, too, with people in, in any facet of our uh, reality in the real world. You know, someone challenges the status quo and challenges something that we have become accustomed to, and a lot of people become upset with that. Like, you know, I think we can take a lot of that into from 2020 and the coronavirus and things we had to do to keep other people safe without going too far into yeah. it. <laughs> it's it's something that you know when we challenge or another great example is uh, global warming you know uh the young girl the young european girl whose name i forget right now um i, greta... I knew it thornberg new thornberg yeah greta thornberg i think it's greta thornberg yeah like she is a, she was someone no one really knew and then she spoke about global warming and now she's become this very like powerful figure for global warming you know she said this kind of greatness thrust upon her and she's had a lot of support and a lot of criticism and it, and that's kind of what I, I'm comparing it to here, and I think I see a lot of similarities in that regard. So it's very it's very interesting. It's very interesting when where people normal people kind of have to take on these challenges that they maybe don't ask to take on, but they have to they have to because they know it's the right thing to do. So very interesting. Um, so continuing though with the influences, uh, Lauren Lanning wanted to go about the games in the same way he made movies. Uh, he focused on narrative and then made that game around the narrative. The main character is Abe, based on the Abrahamic religions, uh, those being the start of those myths around this game and this character, which I thought was super, actually, I didn't even realize that. That's super, super interesting. Wow, this game is way deeper than I <laughs> ever realized. Like the first five minutes, I was like, whoa, this is, this is like not what I thought this game was. Very, very interesting. The music made for the game is also part of the experience, but it's not an added feature. Uh, it's just, it just helps drive the narrative, which I mean, I, as a, 29 year old person i appreciate music so much more now than it's when it's not just in a zelda game personally when it was in a zelda game i used to love music i i love the zelda music and i didn't really care about other music in other games or the sound effects in other games or whatever um but definitely as i got older i appreciate that more do you notice music more now in games ryan than you did when you were younger yeah certainly um music certainly it kind of hits emotional cues that i did not register when i was younger and again that's because just as i've taken in more media and more culture i've kind of honed in on what certain sounds I'm supposed to feel in those moments. Yep. Uh, but yeah, certainly. And and also, like, if I return to media, sometimes music will engage me in a way that the visuals may not. Like, the music will bring back feelings or memories in a different way than the visuals will. So yeah, certainly. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, something I go to right now is, like, uh, in my mind as we talk about this, is, like, The Last of Us. That, that game has music that really puts me in the mood for that game. Um, which is mm -hmm. very interesting. It's, it's very powerful in the sense of like how music can really shift you into a, a, uh, a mindset for that specific story being told. It's very, it's kind of, 
I don't want to sound cheesy, but it sounds kind of magical. Ugh, I feel yeah. like super cheesy mm-hmm. saying yeah. that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, it is. It's very transformative, right? It can yes. take you to a different place. It can take you to a different mindset. And that music can really set the tone of that whole experience. Like, there is a there is a, a, a tone, a soundtrack to, like, Star Wars. There's a tone, a yes. soundtrack to Lord of the Rings. And if I hear those sounds outside of that context, I'm instantly brought back and want to be back in that world in some way. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's interesting, too, in this game where, like, you know, when Abe is, is kind of in a more scary, more intimidating place, that music does match it. Whereas if he's in, out in nature, it's much more kind of uplifting, I found. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super, super interesting, this game. I'm surprised at how interested I am in this game. But we'll jump into that soon. But before we do, uh, First Encounter listeners and any storygoers, that's our, our people, uh, listening to this <laughs> podcast, if you have any thoughts, feelings, and or perspectives that you would like to share about Oddworld or any of the games that we've covered... Please send them to us at talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. I'm actively working to try to get a different Gmail account. <laughs> <laughs> I've emailed a few accounts asking if they would relinquish their account to us. They've gotten no responses. But if, no you bug, responses. if you bug someone enough, I imagine they'll have to respond. Usually, the, yeah, usually they're really thankful. Thank you for bothering me. Yes, let me help you. <laughs> let me give you this account I don't use. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah send, us, uh, send us your thoughts, feelings, perspectives to that Gmail, talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All of these are threes. You can also find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram. DM us or comment on the posts. Let us know what you think, and we will read them on a future episode. We will happily read them on a future episode. We love getting people's thoughts and feelings and perspectives. It's the whole point of the podcast, so please do not hesitate. <laughs> no one's going to think you're stupid, and if they do, then they're wrong. And we'll find them. I think we did this joke last time. Never mind. Don't <laughs> we did. That's okay. It's all right. <laughs> They don't know that, Eric. They're they new. Don't. They don't know our jokes yet. They haven't heard them. We can bring, bring all the old material back. Oh man, I, I got We got pauses to really go through our, all our own jokes. Yeah, we need to. So we need to bring back uh, Gabe Newell. We need to bring, back, <laughs> bring them all back. They don't know. This is inside jokes now that like the first encounter with this is like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we have to come listen to us and find out if you would. Yeah. After you're done with first encounter, if you caught up with them, come see us. We'll just yeah. go back and forth. all right cool then i think without further ado we'll jump right into the story yeah let's do it awesome this is the story of a young madokan named abe what you don't know what a madokan is well that's just silly madokans are weird looking creatures enslaved to work at rapture farms the world's largest meat processing facility in all of Oddworld. and it's in this dystopian and desolate world that our story begins this is rapture farms they say it's the biggest meat processing plant on Oddworld. Didn't, didn't I just say that? Who's there? I used to work here. Well, I was really a slave, like all the others. Excuse me, but let me continue with the story. <clears throat> Inside Rapture Farms, the creatures known as Madokan work in forced labor, preparing the large abundance of meat for the residents of Oddworld. Massive barrels are filled and branded with the Rapture Farms logo. However... There is one Madokan not working. They are chained to the ceiling, uncomfortable and tired. That's me. My name is Abe. Yes, I know. I was just about to tell them who you were. I was employee of the year. Fine, keep going. Now I'm dead meat. I crossed the meanest boss in the world, Moloch the Glockin. Abe, the listeners need imagery for this work. Abe was a lengthy humanoid creature with yellow bulbous eyes and a small loincloth covering his pelvis. 
His hands had only four fingers. On top of his head was possibly a ponytail of sorts, but his mouth was sewn shut. Wait, how are you talking? My whole life changed in just one day. I was working late one night at Rapture Farms. Wait, ho- hold on. You, you can't take the story into a flashback. That's, that's the narrator's job. My job. Well, since you started the flashback, we'll just have to continue it. Yes, Abe was working one night at Rapture Farms. He strolled across the floor with his forewaxer, humming to himself. We used to make Michi munchies until the Michis were through. Yes, Abe was correct. Rapture Farms did make a very popular meat product, Meech munchies. But it had since stopped due to its meat source. The Michis have gone extinct. We still made paramite pies, and we made some good scrap cakes, too. Mm. <sighs> yes, uh, Abe is also correct on this as well. The paramite pies and scab cakes were, were very popular. I thought I had a good job, but that was before I knew how we'd make new and tasty. Abe continued waxing the floor when he came across a sign he hadn't seen before hanging on the wall. It read, Coming soon, something new and tasty. I was still to find the truth. It turned out. Now that will blow my mind. Hold on, we're not there just yet. Remember, we need imagery, okay? To Abe's right was a slightly ajar door. Wait, wait, Abe. When is a door not a door? When it's ajar. <laughs> Get it? That that was a good joke. Okay, anyway, Abe's curiosity got the better of him as he walked over it and peered inside the room. He saw several figures looking at a projection on the wall. They were Gluckens. It read, Rupture Farms Annual Board Meeting. In the middle of the room was Abe's boss, Malak the Gluckin. The Gluckins were scared, because profits were grim. Paramites and scrubs had been turning up thin. But Malak was cool. He had a plan. On the projection, the line graphed, showing profits going down, changed the line going back up. And the profit was higher than ever. This new kind of meat? It was us! Whoa, yeah, yeah, you're right. It was Madokins. Wowzers, that's crazy. Anyway, Abe was correct. Flashes of Madokins came across the projectant. Even one with a severed Madokin head with a pike threat. Holy crap, that's brutal. Abe, you good? You don't look good. You have the look of pure terror on your face. The Gluckins laughed at their evil plan. I just had to escape. I just had to be free. I didn't even know I had a destiny. So get me out of here. Run, Abe. I mean, Abe backed away from the door in fright. He knew he had to escape. He turned and ran down the factory hallway as Rupture Farns' camera spotted him. The alarms go off, the red lights and sirens blaring. As Abe ran, security chased after him, its eyes a deep, menacing red. It was the species known as Slig, and it was after Abe's head. Abe, keep running. I'll narrate for you. Wait, I know you make it out of here because of the flashback, right? Whatever. Okay, here we go. Abe ran through the halls of the factory. His picture came across all the screens on the walls as the person to capture. As Abe ran, he also ran into more of his Madukin brothers and sisters. Abe knew he had to save them. Oh, Abe, that's very nice of you. As Abe ran into his fellow species, he convinced them they needed to leave as fast as possible. Abe knew they wouldn't all make it out in a large group. He had to get them out in a more effective way. Bird portals, Abe thought. No, Abe, don't look at me. Keep helping them. Anyway. Bird portals were a way that Madukins could teleport one another to another location with a simple chant that all Madukins know. With help of numerous birds flying around, Abe summoned bird portals from birds themselves to help these enslaved species get away from the factory. As he continued, he made his way to his escape. Bird portals are so strange, but I digress. 
right, we're going to stop right there really fast for a quick discussion. So, Ryan, so we've set up the, the, the story for this for Oddworld so far. So, Abe is this creature. He's a Madokan who is... I hope I'm saying that right. Madokan who... Uh, his species is enslaved. They're working at Rupture Farms, processing all these meats, and he has learned that his evil boss is planning to make his species into the new meat craze that's going to rock the world and give them all these profits. So he's escaping. He's running away. And he's choosing to save his brethren and, and sister <laughs> from from death, a certain death from from Moloch, the Gluckin, the evil Gluckin, the boss. Um, so, so far, Ryan, what are you thinking of this game? Are you surprised by the premise of this? Is I, I was. I When I saw this and I realized what was happening, I was like, this game is way deeper than I anticipated. And what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was really surprised um, as we dive into it at, that the that the theme of the story is so large that like this evil corporation is just kind of driving the creatures of the world to go extinct and eventually when they run out they have to turn on another group of individuals who happens to be who Abe's character is and happens to be a slave who works at this place so yeah it, it feels really heavy and really big and again going back to those those background influences you can certainly see those kind of weaving their way in this idea of large corporations not really respecting the creatures of the world and just kind of doing with them what they will but I think Abe's a really interesting character I I I always and we I think we've talked about this before, but I always like the idea of this kind of ordinary character who is thrown into extraordinary situation and has to adapt and kind of work their way through that. And I think that's really always interesting and engaging. Yeah, those are my favorite stories. Is when it's a normal person who is just kind of thrown into this horrible situation. Every time I think of that, I think of like Dead Space. That's like one of my, my favorite games. Uh, in that situation, it's just a normal dude thrown into a bad spot, but. Um, yeah. Abe is, you're right, Abe is exactly like that. He's this, he's this normal person who is enslaved, unfortunately, and comes across this information. He makes a choice. He makes a choice to escape because he knows he, if he doesn't, he's going to die. And a big part of this game that we didn't mention before we started the story is that you have the choice in either saving the other Madokans in, in the factory or leaving them or using them to help you escape and, like, you know, forsaking them. Um, and that plays a role in the end of the game and how the game ends for you. So it has a, a good and bad ending, which I, again, no idea for this game. I thought it was a straightforward shot. I thought it would just tell a story. But yeah, you're, you're, you know, for a game from 1997 to have that much kind of control over your, your, the end of the game it was surprising to me. I didn't realize that there was games like that yet. But it's, it was very interesting to find that out. So yeah, um, the bird portals thing, super jarring. I didn't understand anything <laughs> of that when I was watching it. But yeah, I, I had to do some background context work on that and figure out what exactly bird portals are. But yeah, essentially there's like birds flying around and you can summon portals from them. So then like the Maducans can go into those portals and teleport out of the factory. Mm-hmm. And that's how you're saving them. Very, very, super random, super weird, right? This game is super weird, but it has a lot of charm. And that's why I think it works. Uh, yeah, it's, and, and Abe is a surprisingly kind of funny character. I didn't know he talked. I love his voice in the game. I hope, I hope <laughs> I'm doing it justice when I'm speaking. But yeah, it's it's very it's it's charming is the word I want it's, for a game that looks the way it does. For a game that looks in a, in a art direction that I typically would not go into, I would say when I look at this game now, I think of it as a charming game. Yeah, I never would have if if somebody said, "Oh, this game, Oddworld." Yeah, that game's really charming. I never would have. But now I'm so excited. Like I'm so glad that we dived into it because it really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who would have thought? And it's like, you know, I I, I jive with Slug because I and this is like gonna be so. I, I I'm sure at least one person's gonna roll their eyes at this. I don't want it to sound like that. I'm a vegetarian and and I don't like to eat because because I I like animals a lot. So that's why I choose not to. And and you know, everyone does their own thing. If you do, if you eat meat, 
totally okay. You do you. I'm gonna do me. I'm not gonna pressure anyone to ever be anyone else that they don't want to be, and that's okay. Um, but I just, I my point is that I really jive with this. I like the idea of this because I, I kind of like. I almost feel validated in the sense of where Abe's coming from mm-hmm. in that. I mean, granted, I'm not going to be turned into a, a, a meat source, which is cool. I don't want that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, do you have information I don't know yet? <laughs> no, I just, just you know, tw- a lot of things happened in 2020, and yeah. everything's up in the air. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> never know. But yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> the end of 2021, I'm going to be eating human and be like, man... <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> but yeah, overall, this game has a lot of very human elements in a very kind of silly, charming way. And and it works. It surprisingly works. Abe continued to rescue other Madokans via bird portals. Seriously, bird portals make no sense. But yeah, he saved all the Madokans, all while evading Slig security, hunting him down. As the last Madokin ran through the bird portal, Abe jumped, jumped in, last, and teleported himself outside the facility. Running away from the facility, Abe ran across an old bridge before, wait, watch out, before falling off an unseen ledge. It's dangerous, one of the dark folks. Abe successfully landed on his feet without any harm. Wow, nice, Abe. I had just got past those slogs when the strangest thing I saw, a big moon was before me, and its face was my paw. Abe put his hands up to the moon and his paw, lined up the paw print on the moon. Huh, that's weird. Wait, what's that? Crackling sound? Then I fell down a cliff and smashed my head. Oh, Abe, I'm sorry. I I didn't see that coming. What kind of narrator doesn't see that coming? Abe fell. Ground under him had crumbled away. He painfully smashed against the rocks and fell down the cliffside. As he laid on the ground, a figure appeared. Some big face appeared and said I was dead. Said our land was changing, was imbalanced at best. He told me my fate was to rescue the rest. For paramites and scraps had been sacred once. That was before rupture farms turned them into lunch. And they lived in temples, and that's where they still nest. And facing these creatures, that was my test. Wow, that, that's a lot of information really fast. But yeah, the big face Abe referred to was someone wearing a big, brown, possibly wooden mask with a funny expression on it. They looked a lot like a Madokin, too. Weird. Just wanted to tell you, for imagery's sake. You're welcome. Anyway, our hero got off the ground and turned into a massive temple ahead of him. Two giant statues of Madokins kneeling in front of one another stood outside the temple entrance. Abe quickly ran into the temple. With the entrance inaccessible, Abe saw a nearby path and headed toward it. He somehow knew where he needed to go. As Abe traveled deep into the forest, he came across other Madokins within their own society. They worked together in harmony, having constructed elevators and paths to travel on. However, the Slig security force from Rupture Farms were also on Abe's trail. Or rather, Ponytail. Get it? Why didn't you laugh? Whatever. Okay, so, Abe traveled until he found two separate tubes, leading to two separate paths. One tube went to Paramonia, while the other went to Scarabania. Abe stood over and completed his choices. Yep, Abe was really thinking over his options. <clears throat> Abe, Abe, make a choice, please. There's no imagery to describe all you think. What can I talk about? The weather? No, thank you. That'll never work. Just go down to Scarbenia, okay? Go, 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 go. Abe finally went down the Scarbenia tube after a painfully long pondering process. I had visions of scarabs safe in the wild, 
how they were before I was a child. Now they're cut, ground and mashed into little cakes. Scrabs destroyed for profit's sake. Abe, it seems as if you're really turning into a hippie throughout this journey. And I'm here for it. He landed, now out of the forest, into a rocky and more canyonous-looking place. Slig and the robot hunter searched for Abe. Our bulbous-eyed hero snuck around the dastardly enemies on his journey to help the scabs. As Abe crossed the dangerous rocky paths, he came across a massive pillar with unlit torches surrounding it. Around the pillar, there are many entrances. On a sign nearby, Abe read that he needed to light the holy fires in each room and unlock the door in the central pillar. Abe went into each one, moving through and solving the puzzles as he stared at the fires that lit the central pillar. With all the torches lit, Abe traveled to the door, built into the center pillar, and found a strange hut waiting inside. On the hut was the mask of the big face who spoke to Abe before. As Abe entered the hut, he found the big face waiting inside. The big face raised its hand, and, electri- and electricity came out of... The big face raised its hand, and electricity came out onto Abe's. Abe felt pain upon his paw as the black scar burred onto it. With the first part of the test complete, Abe bird portaled back to... Seriously, how cool would it be to bird portal in your life? Like, take a moment to think about that. Groceries? Bird portal. Post office? Bird portal. Bathroom? Well... Well, you can probably walk when you're in your home. Or... Bird portal! Ugh, so cool. Okay, sorry. Back to the story. Having returned to the forest, Abe went back to the tubes and jumped into another tube, leading to Paramonia. I had visions of pyramids living in the wild. How they were, before I was a child. Then I saw what they did, ignored their cries, cut them up for paramite pies. Abe landed in a new forest, high up in the tree line. He could look out at the vastness of the forest itself. It was all around him. It was really quite beautiful. You should really see it. Too bad you're just listening to this. Abe crossed a well-crafted bridge and climbed well-crafted forts and ramps to the land of Paramonia. The trees never escaped Abe's view unless he was running away from the slugs. and wasn't paying attention. Out in the distance was a great wood temple. Abe was able to make it inside, still being hunted by the slugs from Rupture Farms. A sign nearby stated that one must light the holy fires to pass the temple's test. Making it in the central room, like before, several rooms awaited Abe. Through each room, Abe lit the holy fire, unlocking the central door to the temple. Inside was another hut, adorned with Big Face Mass. Upon entering, Big Face motioned for Abe to put his hand on the slab as he did before. Wait, Abe, isn't this going to hurt? The Big Face said I had learned much through my quest. This hand scar would help me, for more dangers awaits. I would need his full power to complete my fate. Another black scar seared onto Abe's other hand. One scar represented the Paramites, while the other represented the Scabs. With both challenges complete, Abe put his hands out to his sides. Electricity pulsed through his hands. Wow, Abe, you look so cool. My test was complete. I expected to rest. Then Big Face revealed the intent of my quest. The two scars together on the back of each hand could shut down rupture farms and restore the lost land. With the power coursing through him, Abe transformed into the demigod known as Shirkle. What? Abe, you got so cool. I take back all the awful and horrible things I said and thought about you. With my hand scars complete, the spirits took form. Now my chant had power. Rupture farms would be warned. Teleporting back to Murdokin's forest via bird portal, Abe traveled back to Rupture Farms, ready to stop them once and for all. Security was tighter than ever. Security robots and slicks covered Rapture. Covered Rapture Farms, looking for any and all intruders. Abe was sneaky, not using his powers. Wait, what? Why? You can, you can turn into a demigod. Why aren't you? Never mind. It's fine. Whatever. Abe snuck past the security and made it inside. 
There was more of the enslaved Madokin working inside of Rupture Farms. Abe continued to free them so they did not meet a grisly fate. He traveled up through Rupture Farms and saved all 99 of the enslaved Madokins? Wow, Abe! That's so kind of you. I take back all the awful and horrible things I thought and said about you again. Abe finally made it back where his journey all began. With a successful flip of the switch, the power to Rupture Farms was shut down. I found the switch to kill most of the power, and there I was in the final hour. Unknown to Abe, the evil Malak was watched. Malak saw what I was doing. He was pissed. He ordered us all killed. Whoa, whoa, Abe, come on. You can't do that. I was going to say that. Whatever, yeah. Malak was watching Abe and the cameras, and yeah, he was quite pissed. He set a timer for two minutes. It was a timer to set off a bomb. Ah! Abe, stop the bomb! I'm too young to die! Abe ran, flipping the switches connected to the bomb throughout Rupture Farms. Time was ticking. Two minutes turned into one. One turned into 30 seconds. Going to the last room with the final switch, the Galak board members ambushed Abe. He quickly found his newfound powers to turn into... The super cool demigod Shroko and lightning zapped them all to death? It was so metal. With the last switch pulled, Abe was weak. Unfortunately ambushed by two sli- Abe was weak and unfortunately ambushed by two slick security guards. They quickly knocked out Abe, dragged him, and hanged him by his wrists and chains attached to the ceiling. Hey wait, this is where we originally started. Wow, we've really come for a circle. Granted, this isn't the happiest for a circle moment, but yeah. Uh, Abe, how you doing? Well, I rescued Madarkins, but who's going to rescue me? Because here I am, face to face with Moloch, the Glockian. Yeah, that's a really good point. Oh, crap, it's Moloch. He's coming into the room, and his eyes are glowing. Wowzers, he's scary. Moloch walked in, his crony with him, lighting Moloch's cigar. Moloch laughed as the grinder underneath Abe came to life. He pleaded for help. It seemed like all hope was lost. The back of the Madokan temple, all the rescued Madokan gathered together, chanting and creating a massive lightning storm. The lightning came down, frying Moloch and his goons, killing them. Their fried corpses. Smelt good? What? Who put that in the script? Is that supposed to be ironic or something? Just kind of gross, but whatever. With Abe safe and the grinder shut down, and from a bird portal jumps out Big Face. He used his magic to turn Abe into several birds that travel back to the Madokan temple. All of the Madokans cheered at the sight of Abe and Big Face standing before them. They cheered and cried out in happiness. Abe smiles as everything ends well. The end. Yeah, so a really quick story. Um, yeah. It's more of a gameplay kind of story, or a gameplay kind of game. But I think it has a really good story to it. A really yeah, charming, funny really story. Yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah. Now, if, if Abe hadn't saved the Madokans, so in the game you have to save at least 50 of your fellow Madokans from enslavement to get the good ending but if you don't then then abe is is put into the grinder as he's chained on the the ceiling moloch gets his way and and moloch's not fried by lightning by the other madokans so abe goes into the grinder and and essentially dies which is very dark (laughs) Um, yeah dark ending but luckily we did the i i also read that um the good ending is the canon ending in this so this actually happens in the in the canon of odd world um and that's what we're going to follow through on. So, yeah. So, Abe is saved, and 
Uh, Moloch is fried. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm essentially, I'm, I'm imagining he died, but I don't know. I don't know if he's coming back for the vengeance. You never know. You never know. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Abe saves the day. He uh, is able to turn into this demigod and, and ends up stopping Rupture Farms and, and saves his fellow <laughs> brethren and sister. Yeah. So um, overall, uh, a very happy ending. But, uh, so, so Ryan, as we've gone through the story, what do, what do you yeah. take away from this and did you enjoy the story? Yes, I enjoyed the story. I think it's this really charming, sweet story following this who is this strange, weird-looking character who ends up kind of saving the day after going and going on these, like, spirit journeys and ultimately, like, restoring balance to the ecosystem and then defeating the big evil corporations, which is just kind of a fun all-around story. Um, all the characters, I think, Abe's really interesting. Um, big Face, that, that idea is, is super interesting where there's this this world or this 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 planet or is it, is it take place on a single planet? Is yeah, planet? it seems like it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this this planet has this. The Abe's people kind of were were kind of more powerful and put in in, in or, or it sounds like tribal in nature and yeah. enslaved and put to do something, but they ended up having more power than these evil corporation who didn't really respect. So I think I think it's a really cool story. I think it's um, certainly what they were going for as far as like reflecting on the evils of globalization mm-hmm. and the this the evils that there are and and talking about those ideas i think are really cool and interesting and and i it's just like you said a, a sweet charming story of this dude who is a maybe the most unlikely hero who he goes on this journey and saves these creatures and then eventually saves his people which yeah. is, is really cool and the idea of him being the uh, which we talked about in the backgrounds is like this. He is the character who then they will tell myths about. He this is the the effectively the Abraham of what will become after. He will be the he will all of the great stories and all the great tales will be about this great and powerful Abe, which is super interesting. Yeah, it's cool. It's and I think you're totally right in regards to like kind of the. Uh, the effects of globalization and they talk about that a lot how these 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 animals are being you know wiped out essentially there's not many left they used to be very sacred um and how that kind of was, was taken from them from this you know globalization and, and and the idea of corporations and i think this game also kind of shows that like you know when people come together against something that is negatively affecting the overall planet they can make that positive change to end that thing so like it's very easy to see in our real world how powerful corporations are. I mean, corporations are considered people, which is insane to me when I say that out loud, and I think it's very <laughs> stupid. But, um, but unfortunately, money does a lot of that talking and does, gives a lot of that power. But when people work together and fight, they can make positive changes, and they can actually stop corporations from hurting more than they already are. And I think that's what the story tells and, and shows through Abe and his his um, support from his people. You know, and so it's just a it's a positive story and a, and I would say it's a very motivating story too. Yeah. So I mean I, again I am extremely surprised of this game. I never thought this was what this game was. I thought it'd be a more silly kind of I don't want to say like stupid, but silly like, you know, nonsensical game that didn't really have a story to it. It was more of a gameplay thing and the aesthetic didn't, wasn't appealing to me. But but wow, I I came out of this thinking like Oddworld is super charming, and I'm very excited to learn more about the other stories. Yeah. I mean, there's a new one coming out soon. I think 2021, I think. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think this year. So uh, it's exciting to see where the story all leads. It sounds like Abe, if Abe does come back for the other games, I don't know if he is or not, um, it sounds like uh, he'll have more tasks to do and, and more growing to do, and I hope to see his character grow if he is back. Mm-hmm. 
I have a feeling you won't. I feel like it would still be silly in that regard. But <laughs> I think it will be charming but, nonetheless. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, overall, I think we both enjoyed the story. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like you, I kind of want to see where the story goes next. I'm excited to dive into the next Oddworld game when we get a chance to, because I just want to know where this goes and where these characters go and and how they kind of build upon this idea now that they've they've defeated the evil organization effectively. Where does it go from there? Yes. What, what is, what, 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 how do Abe's people go from there? What, what type of life or, do they have? Yeah. And what new challenges present itself when a big corporation shuts down? Does a new one yeah. take over? You know, bigger mm-hmm. and badder than before? And what are you doing that? Yeah, I'm very, I don't have any idea what the other games are about. I have no, no intel or no um, information on that. So I'm very excited, like you, uh, to see where that goes. I think you put it perfectly. It's, it's going to be very exciting to see kind of like, what direction this game takes after this first game. Because it seems like a very open and shut game in terms of story. So, yeah, where they go from here would be very exciting to know. Uh, but yeah, First Encounter listeners, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, and again, big thank you to Chris and Haney for letting us do this. Uh, it was a blast. I'm super thankful that they suggested this game cause I, and when we picked it because it was more eye-opening than I anticipated, which, again, is all what this podcast is about, which is what Tales is about. So... But yeah, any First Encounter listeners or storygoers that are hearing this, if you have any thoughts or feelings about Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, which is it's funny, I'm realizing now that Abe's Odyssey is Odyssey spelled A, oh, I'm sorry, it's spelled O-D-D-Y-S-E-E, which is not how you spell Odyssey, but there's odd in it, which is so funny. Whatever. Um, if you have any thoughts, feelings, and perspectives on this game, <laughs> send it to us at talesfromthecartridge yeah. at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You can, also, you can also comment on Twitter or Instagram. Comment or DM us. Let us know what you think. We will happily read your perspectives on a future episode. So, uh, Yeah, and if, it, as you, if you're checking out that social media, we've been to, to decide what next game we're going to do next or what story we're going to cover next. We've been posting polls on there, so check out those. Yes. Help us decide what story Please. we're going to cover next. Uh, make sure to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you do any of your podcasting or listen to your podcast just so we can uh, it helps us out a lot it helps us spread the word and helps us um, you know see all of the wonderful words that people have to say about the things we're doing which is also nice <laughs> yeah yeah it, it really does like we had our first yeah we had our our first review uh, from someone we don't know from last week last Monday and it really I mean for me personally it, it put a lot of energy back into me and, and it motivated me so much more and like just the kind words are just they're, they're just amazing like like right we don't make any money off this which is totally okay that's not, that's not the point but man this the kind words is just absolutely fantastic um, we'll talk more about that review in one of our mm-hmm. next episodes so yeah but also um, also make sure you do that to the first encounter pod guys too because they also yes. deserve kind words <laughs> yes the first encounter is fantastic it really is so good if you're i mean you're listening to this so you know very good taste very good taste um but no chris and haney are fantastic they're so cool and we're very thankful to have them as friends i mean i never thought we'd make friends through podcasting i thought it'd just be you and me ryan until the end and we would just <laughs> yeah. kind of do our own thing but the fact we made friends through this already is really cool so um and and i think we'll be seeing Chris Haney on our podcast mm-hmm. uh, yeah, in the future, so. a very soon future, which is fantastic. We're very excited to have them on, um, and we'll see what they pick for a game, which is super exciting. <laughs> we already picked yeah. a great one once, so we'll see what happens next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so th- thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will maybe see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>